0: On your Thursday episode of Locked On Raptors, that was pretty fun. The Raptors take down the Wolves 97 94 in their season opener. Unsurprisingly, their defense was a big part of the formula, but they also hit threes from above the break. We'll dig into why that powered this team to the win. We'll get into the good, the bad, and the hmm, and so much more coming up on today's show. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, it, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot, kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network And welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Thursday, October the 26th. Happy birthday to Andrea Barniani. Uh, we love it. Ha- have a good one, Bargs. Hope you're having pasta or going to the moon or whatever your Instagram. Profile says your occupation is today. Either way, I am your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the internet at Woodley on the website that sucks now. You can also find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors and of course the Locked On Raptors Discord. Popping off last night just so much joy excitement optimism overreactions it's all going on in the discord the link is in the description of the podcast come hang out we'd love to see you in there it's free to join and it's a great little community we got building around the show you can also find the show for free wherever you get your podcasts as always pick us up on youtube as well hit the big subscribe button over there get the notification bell going so you never miss an episode when they drop today's show is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com locked on nba and use all lowercase locked on nba is the promo code for the first deposit matchup to 100 all right let's get to it really fun opening night for your toronto raptors 97 94 they pull it out late against the wolves uh running like all hell Defending like all hell, here to dig into our biggest takeaways from this game is our pal Jamar Hines, fresh off attending Ring Night in Denver on
1: Tuesday, supporting his other favorite team. Jamar, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, and it was a great little three-day trip to Denver. I uh, got a bunch of stuff, including the, um, yeah, the old school uh, Nuggets guy. I forget what, something though, minor, I can't, damn it. It's- not off the <laughs> top of my head, but that that's cool. Uh they didn't do replica rings like they did uh for the raptors ring night. I still have mine Damn. over here. They didn't do replica rings, but I do have a replica trophy here. Hey. So you got so we got one of these. I'll pull it out for a second. We got props today. <laughs> You're yeah, gonna be I to... watching the video for this. Oh, there yeah. we go. Little Larry OB. It's yeah, cute. So we got got one of those. But yeah, it was a hell of a trip. Never been there before, so it was really cool.
0: Very excited you were able to take that in. Uh, Of course, we're no strangers to ring nights in these parts, Jamar. It's been a little while and it's been kind of dark the last couple of years, you know, dreaming of potential ring nights to come. But the first game for the Raptors, in some ways, kind of lets you dream a little bit. Not necessarily for championship upside this year, but good, fun basketball. Surely that seems very doable we're going to dive into our biggest takeaways we're going to get into the good the bad and the hmm to close out the game uh, to close out the show as we often do as we recap the game but we'll start off with my big takeaway jamar which was just that this defense is going to be an absolute bear to try to score on and i thought this game was just such a great example a great encapsulation of all that this team is going to be able to do on the defensive end to wreak havoc on other teams plans on offense and i think we should probably start with the defense played on anthony edwards in this game he got hot early you know he scored the first 10 points for the wolves looking like he was going to shake loose and then the raptors really lock him down eight of 27 from the field in this one 26 points on 27 field goal attempts uh got to the line just six times which feels low for a guy of anthony edwards's stature and slashing ability and i'm just going to drop this stat on you from the advanced box score from nba.com uh, okay. OG and OB guarded uh, Anthony Edwards for parts of 36 possessions in this game. On those possessions, the Wolves scored 22 points, very bad, and the bad for the Wolves that is very good for the Raptors. And Edwards shot one of ten with OG as his primary. Check on defense. Uh, this was awesome watching them just kind of collapse, hound the rim, make things really, really difficult for the Wolves in the half court. What were your impressions of the defense in this game,
1: Jamar? There was a lot to like. There's definitely a lot to like. I'm gonna shout out Scotty specifically. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he had a couple um I miscues mean, early on the perimeter, but when it came to defending the paint, he was all over the place. uh He had a couple big boy blocks there, uh, especially (laughs) on what would be weak side or whether he was um, guarding one on one or in in transition. Uh, Yeah, he had he tied a career high with five blocks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he I think he really him and OG really set the tone defensively. And going back to Edwards, uh, yeah, he started three for five from the field. In the first quarter, I think he had 12 points and mm-hmm. he, he he was four for four from the free throw line. And after that, uh he shot five for twenty-two and only had two more free throws. So that sets it off right there. And then also you look at Carl Anthony Towns, he shot eight of twenty-five. So you have your two best players on the team on the Timberwolves shooting sixteen for fifty-two. So that's massive in that uh regard. And yeah, between OG and Scotty defensively. Um, especially l- later, later in the, as, it felt like as the second half went on, and mm-hmm. the T Wolves kept trying to attack scotty and the paint. He just kept swatting things away. So you know, allowing only ninety four points. I think Minnesota shot what thirty four percent from the field.
0: Yeah, it's not good. They were shot fifty nine percent at the rim, just thirteen of twenty two. They were just yeah. like really, really offering a lot of resistance there too.
1: Yeah, and a lot of that had to do with uh, Scotty's rim protection, so definitely have to give him a shout-out for that. Five blocks is nothing to sneeze at
0: yeah the wolves the second worst half court offense of any team in the nba so far through one game uh last <laughs> place guess who the toronto raptors we'll get into that i'm sure uh but uh, just 76.3 points per 100 possessions scored by the wolves in the half court last night um you know they they got some work done on the offensive glass but and honestly like kind of shocking the raptors win this game when they get outshot by 10 field goal attempts by the wolves uh 100 to 90 that's just not something we saw last year as the blueprint no. whatsoever but the level of this defense, I think, is going to be so high that, you know, the bar for their offense is not going to be, you know, exceedingly high for them to clear. There's just so much length. There are so many plus defenders. Precious Achua, absolutely a maniac out there as well. Dennis Schroeder at right. point of attack. It's just like a really, really deep team when it comes to defensive horses they can throw out there. And for me, Jamar, the thing that I just kind of was really encouraged by with this defense. And the thing that I think this defense is going to be kind of known for is it's going to be the thing from which all of the good on the offensive end flows. And there's going to be a very sort of, I think symbiotic relationship between how the defense performs and how the team as a whole does. Like, I don't think there are going to be many games where the defense isn't cooking and the offense is going to be able to kind of find their stride and win, even with a poor defensive performance. This team's going to have to trust in being one of the best defensive teams in basketball. And I think they have the personnel to do it. And they ran off of forced misses, like I've expected them, like they did all preseason long, like I've been thinking yep. they were going to do all offseason. They did that as a point of, okay, this is what we do, this is how we play basketball. This this is our directive. 25% of their possessions came in transition last night. One quarter yeah. of them. They were not very good efficiency-wise, uh, under one point per possession in transition, just on a, a per-possession basis. But, uh, you know, it was good enough just to get them over the hump and get them enough points on the board to win this game. Just uh really... Really impressive stuff. The Wolves also could not do a single thing in transition. They scored uh, 53.3 points per 100 possessions in transition this season, in this game. Pretty crazy. Great transition D by the Raptors. And again, this is going to be the thing that sort of all of the good stuff flows from. Uh, any other quick thoughts on the defense? I was just blown away by how good it was against this Wolves team, which like no slouch offensively. They got a lot of dudes. They got some mismatches they can go and find. And the Raptors
1: yeah. really capably handled a lot of them and uh other thoughts would be you know precious closed precious closed out the game and that just brings you another more versatility when it comes to defending yeah. cuz say og's guarding someone and they try to initiate a switch and now yeah. you have precious like you're not you're not losing there so it just adds to the versatility and then yeah you brought up the fact that Um, The defense really sparked the offense because obviously the half court is going to be a work in progress probably throughout the whole season, Mm -hmm. but the way they ran off of the blocks and steals and the misses and stuff, and they ended up with, I believe, 34 fast break points, so that's a really high number, and... More yeah, than a third a of your points coming in the open court. You love to yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not sustainable, but <laughs> for this for this game it was really fun to see. Uh
0: just to go back to our uh our bold predictions from a couple of days ago with Joey Cash looking good on my the Raptors are going to contend for like the all-time record of uh, possession spent in transition of course it's uh, one game and so uh you know there's nothing to go otherwise there's no counter argument to that happening um they're they're killing it they're they're running like maniacs it's beautiful to see we are going to come back on the other side and dig into something that is going to help buoy this team even further if it continues over the course of the season, really promising signs in terms of above the break three point shooting that could really help this team clear the very low bar. The offense will have to clear to make this team a positive team on the court. We'll get into that in just one second. Before we do that, however, I got to tell you about our good friends over at I Look, maybe the holidays are coming up. Lots of stuff is on deck. You're going to have people over at your place. You know, you got Thanksgiving. If you're one of our American friends, you've got, of course, uh, you know, the, the holiday season coming up too. Turkey's great. But we all know the best part of a big family dinner is the sides with Ibotta, You can make sure you get the whole family's favorite side dishes and the turkey all while getting yourself some cash back. Starting November 1st for the fourth year in a row, I is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast Uh, And, hey, maybe you're just a person who lives in Canada and you want to do a late November feast in line with football on a Thursday. This absolutely works for you as well. Just add the offers in the app to redeem everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. To get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November the 1st, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Today's show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Prize Picks, who are the single best place to go play daily fantasy sports anywhere you got to go check prize picks out it's such a simple concept all you got to do is pick two to six players and whether they will get more or less than their prize picks projection in a given stat and if you win on all those six players you're gonna win up to 25 times your money on any entry of course this is perfect for football season if you're a daily fantasy football player maybe your regular season is already dashed your team is injured it's not good you want to switch to the daily grind and you can do that with prize picks just again You know, the prize picks projection for a player's stats, you say more or less. If you get it right, that's going to work in your favor to win yourself some scratch once it's all said and done. Go check out Prize Picks right now. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And what makes it's all what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. Again, that's uh, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day. Juiced up after a Toronto Raptors season-opening win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have now lost 19 straight games in Toronto, which is truly hilarious. This is a type of thing that used to happen to the Raptors all the time against Western Conference opponents. Uh, It's nice to have the tables turned once in a while with these prolonged losing streaks against an interconference team um didn't they go like 18 years without beating the warriors at the spurs or something just crazy nonsense way in the past the team is a different state now it's beautiful to see um jamar the
1: spurs i'm pretty sure but yeah yeah
0: the spurs yeah that that checks out i think there were a few dallas might have been in there just yeah. uh hard times back in the day we're removed we're, we're from that now it's beautiful to see We also may be removed from the days of the Toronto Raptors bricking every single above-the-break three they take, Jamar. Uh, This was your biggest takeaway of the game. I will cede the floor to you. Why uh, did the the above-the-break threes in this game tickle your fancy?
1: Yeah, like you said, it's not something we're used to seeing going in. Um, All last season, they struggled with that. Uh, The writing was on the wall in the preseason when they shot 24% from three last year like as a whole. But they used the the above-the-break threes a lot in this game, especially down the stretch uh dennis hit one when it was tied at 84 and then uh dennis and pascal worked a little two-man game Mm -hmm. Uh, after that it's pascal had two big threes down the stretch pascal struggled um at the rim i mean it's rudy gobert did a lot of uh shot changing at the rim a couple of those Mm -hmm. seem like goaltending to me but i'll let that go but (laughs) (laughs) so he only ended up being five or 17 overall but those above the break threes were huge down the stretch you saw og Uh, Make a couple of them, and also OG talked about um, adding a little bit of a, I guess, a new wrinkle to his offensive game where it's not just off catch and shoot situations. Yeah. Uh, He was using, he was doing a little bit of screen usage to like step back or just you know, just you know, a little bit more variety of getting off the three as opposed to just you know your one dimensional catch and shoot. So if he can do a little bit of that off the dribble, then I that's only. Adding a uh, positive and more versatility to the offense, but I don't know if you have the numbers exactly on how many threes they made in this game over, um, above the I break. Do. I okay, do. Okay, what are they? What are uh, they?
0: the Raptors in this game, per cleaning the glass, shot 11 of 25 on non corner threes. That is okay, uh, so that's awesome. Substantial. that's awesome,
1: yeah, yeah. 40% overall, but 44% on above um, above the break threes. So, you know, you, yeah. get, you get those. Those feel like a little bit of a bonus to me. You'll see how consistent that can be. But between Dennis and Pascal and OG, there was a lot of those threes dropping in. And like I said, a lot of the points down the stretch were from those areas. So that was a big takeaway for me, especially yeah. on a night where they didn't look their best offensively in the half court.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, they're not going to go 11 of 25 from above the break every night. They're also not going to go 1 for 19 on short mid-range shots, which they did in this game. Uh, That's like seemingly impossible that they did. They went 3 of 27 on all mid-range shots in this game. Wow, That's going to sort of bounce back. There will be some leveling off there, one would assume. Um, the above the break threes. I mean, they've talked about this as a bit of a directive specifically for OG and I think, you know, Scotty Barnes as well. You know, a lot of his threes have come kind of on the wings as a catch and shoot guy creating from over there on sort of the second side. Um, and Pascal, I mean, the one that really like it encouraged me with the shooting last night was Pascal more than anybody else. Right. Just because we know that there is three point shooting in his history. It's not been terribly even over the last couple seasons, but you know, he played 34 minutes in this game. Just a total breath of fresh air, not having to see Pascal carry a massive 40-minute-a-night load. Um, You know, he had the fresh legs in the fourth quarter. Could he be something of a closer? And uh, does this sort of pick-and-pop game with Dennis Schroeder kind of replicate a lot of the stuff that's really worked with Pascal in the past? The Fred Pascal pick-and-pop, always very effective, always created a lot of good shots. And, of course, the, the Kyle Lowry Pascal pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, was basically instant offense down the stretch of games back in 2019-20. I don't think Dennis Schroeder is either of those guys, despite how awesome he was in this game. We'll get into that. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think there's some potential there as sort of, hey, like we can kind of go to this bailout play late in games where we can kind of get Pascal those very easy in-rhythm pick-and-pop threes, and that's really exciting. If he can hit those, like he's not going to go three of five every night from deep, but can he shoot? 38% I think that's totally on the table with a lessened load and more sort of focus putting on put on him being a catch and shoot option, as opposed to having to create everything for this team, all the bloody time while also carrying a massive defensive burden as well. Um, So really encouraged there. I was Pretty shocked that Dennis Schroeder put up eight threes in this game. He's not going to go four of eight every night, of course. Um, you know, and the catch and shoot is definitely where you want him taking those threes. The pull-ups, not so much. Uh, what were your impressions of Schroeder? We can kind of get into the wider Schroeder picture in this game because he was awesome, led the team in scoring. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, 22, 3, and 7. He he was and, really, and really assists. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like really effective in this one. Um, You know, a couple kind of hairy possessions late where he kind of played a little hero ball that didn't quite work out, but it didn't come back to bite them because the defense was just so smothering. Um, But impressions of Dennis Schroeder in his Raptors debut.
1: Well, we could stick on the shooting because he talked about that after the game. Uh, He talked about, you know, putting an emphasis on his three-point shot in FIBA when he was playing for Germany. Uh, He did have a couple of stinkers where I think he shot 0 for 8 and 0 for 7 in two different games for Germany from three. But the rest of the tournament, he shot 50% from three. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been something he's been working on. Um, I don't know, pull up his numbers real quick in terms of uh, threes he's average.
0: Per his career game. average is 33.7% from deep. But what about attempts, like per game? Oh, attempts, yeah. Attempts-wise, his career like, high is five back in that 2019-20 season where Darko Ryakovich was on that staff with OKC.
1: Okay, well, yeah, yeah. and he brought that up too, uh, that you know, working with Darko before. And yeah, it's definitely an emphasis. I, those threes are going to go up. In terms of um, how many he attempts per game on average, so I don't think eight is going to be that weird. I feel like it's going to hover around the six seven range for him. Now, in terms of uh, he also showed uh, he had also had a couple blow by drives, so yeah, that helps. Um, That's a nice element that he adds. Exactly, I
0: think just he's like, a, oh, he's,
1: hey, Mike Conley, you're old. I can cook you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, just. I think he's a better finisher than Fred is in terms of driving, so that adds an element to the offense. But, yeah, I didn't expect Dennis to lead the team in scoring, but he's definitely capable of carrying an uh, offensive load at points when the Raptors are struggling. So, yeah, a little bit of hero ball. Probably don't want to see him take 17 shots, but Mm -hmm. I thought he he had a great um, debut. And I believe he's the, I think... He's what he finished with twenty two points. Yeah, and that's the most in a Raptors debut since Kawhi. He was asked about that after the game. He's like, "Don't go there." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So that
0: was funny. Yeah, that's uh. Look, I-, I think you know we're all very excited. We're all very happy about what happened in this game. I do think the sort of underlying numbers suggest you know there- there's there's some work to do in the half court, but if the the above the break yeah. threes are gonna fall, that's gonna help things significantly i still find it hilarious that they got 11 of 25 from above the break and they still finished with a 72 offensive rating in the half court dead last among all 28 teams who have played a game so far it's hilarious this team is going to be a wild team of extremes i think and uh we saw that very much on display last night i just think that the way they're playing and the way darko ryokovic seems to be setting things up They seem like they're going to be able to kind of scheme around their weaknesses a little more effectively than they could last year when they basically had seven or eight players to do said scheming with and very little in the way of alternative ways to play, um, which I think is going to be a big breath of fresh air this season as well. Just kind of fresh. Oh, the starters aren't working cool we have all these different iterations of lineups we can kind of tinker yeah. with and it's going to well, be good, a, so they'll find it's it
1: it's a it's a good thing that you know all those about the break threes were fallen because you know why the offensive rating was so low reg- otherwise it's because Rudy Gobert had a lot to do with that by filling like, <laughs> everything in the paint, so yeah, yeah. He couldn't really couldn't really go there all that much. Even there's a couple of possessions I remember Precious specifically where he was in the paint and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to shoot this." And then <laughs> pa- Pascal had a couple of drives, and you know, Rudy Gobert either altered the shot or blocked the shot or goaltended the shot, and it wasn't called or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, he had a lot to do with um, that offensive rating dipping because. You know, the mid-range wasn't really falling, and then you couldn't really get much going in the paint. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was the one way of attacking by hitting those threes.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, I I hope they can find ways to get Siakam going downhill with a little bit more space to operate within. That that was very notable to me in this game was boy oh boy he was just driving into full-on thickets of arms like more arms than like were on the floor for the defense to see like oh there why are there 14 arms all over pascal right now there are only 10 arms in white jerseys on the court uh that's kind of what it felt at times but again they'll they'll refine things i you know i I would imagine darko ryakovich is going to tinker things and i think there are at least lineups you can get to with Pascal surrounded by multiple shooters. And there were some interesting iterations that we saw in this game um, that I think are going to help him shake loose a little bit more than we saw in this game against, again, a team with uh, a pretty oppressive half court offense, a uh, half court defense and Rudy Gobert kind of as one of the biggest rim deterrence in the entire NBA. So um, as much as the like, We can't expect the good parts of this game to replicate themselves all the time. I don't think we'll see quite the extremes on the other end either. So um, lots of promising things from this one. We're going to come back on the other side, Jamar, and get into the good, the bad, and the hmm, everyone's favorite, very well-named segment to close out the show uh, with some quick thoughts and rapid-fire things we liked, things we didn't like, things that have us a little bit intrigued after the opening night win. We'll get to that in just a sec, but first... Got to tell you that our good friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. And they are that because they make it super easy for you to dive in to the NFL season, the NBA season, whatever it might be, by offering you $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. Again, the NFL season is at full steam. You've got the World Series starting up. If you want to throw a little money down on Lourdes Guriel Jr. and Gabriel Moreno stomping on the hearts of Blue Jays fans once again uh, by just hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. You can also go and put a little scratch down on the Raptors in their next game if you want to go do that as well. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and... And so much more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season, the NBA season, the NHL season, whatever season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL and of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, rounding things out with everyone's favorite clunkily named segment that gets the job done no matter what. The good, the bad, and the hmm. Back for another regular season by popular demand. Uh, We dig into a thing that we liked quickly, a thing that we didn't like quickly, and a thing that has us a little bit intrigued quickly. And uh, by the end of it, you've got like six takes ready for you. Um, Shall we begin with our good, Jamar? I'll serve it up to you. What
1: you got for your good? My good, and we touched on this a little bit, my good is Pascal only playing 34 minutes. Yeah, obviously Thanks. the last couple seasons he's led the league in minutes. Uh he normally is around the 40 range. He he even joked after the game that he was ready to go play another game right now. So, you know, if we could keep Pascal fresh and you know, it'll help him defensively, it'll help him shooting wise. So, that was great to see. Um Scotty Barnes led the team in minutes last night with 37. So, no one was in that crazy 40 range, but Pascal being only at 34 was really encouraging. So, that's my good.
0: Yeah, quick uh, mini good that wasn't on my rundown, but uh, Scotty Barnes playing 37 minutes and looking that energetic for all 37 minutes. Very encouraging stuff, you know, continuing over the conditioning talk from the preseason that seems to be very much paying off. Uh, my good is a video presentation, Jamar. We're going to get to this uh, open gym. Obviously, they post their their open gym moments all the time uh, as they, uh, you know, look, this is team PR. This is supposed to make us feel good and excited. But let's, uh, shall we take a look in at Darko Rayakovic celebrating his first win Winning is f- fun. Yeah, <laughs> okay? Idea, and it's not easy. And you guys gave it all out there. Okay? And I'll tell you this none of you guys played the best game of the season tonight. Okay? We have so much more room for improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. Night in, night out. To continue getting better. Yes, sir. And what you guys did, we stayed together. Yes, and we got, 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 got a winner for the team. Hello, John, guys. Bring it in. Oh Look Yo, what you got, baby. What you got? What you got? Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Well, I'm ready to run through a wall, Jamar. That was <laughs> awesome. Uh, nothing like waterboarding your coach to uh, start the season as well. I, um, like how
1: he, I like how he posed and he was ready. He was just ready for it. Normally, oh, you yeah. have the coach running away or something like that. But no, he was fully embracing that. So No, he that just ran in
0: like a maniac. It seems like to me, I, I don't think we saw the lead up exactly, but I think watching that, he runs into the locker room and says, let's effing go, and then they just douse him with all of the water in the room pretty awesome uh i man the mic'd up stuff with darko last night was very cool i am uh fully on the darko vibes train man this dude rocks and uh it seems like the players seem to agree jamar let's get into our
1: uh bad for this one what you got for your bad? all right so now we're changing the vibes here uh (laughs) bad vibes i would say and i've never given to it to security before but oh? I'm gonna give oh. a bad to the security because I don't know if you saw they were throwing out a lot of Grady dick signs, uh-huh. and the ones I saw the, the ones I saw on Twitter were there was absolutely nothing wrong with the sign. So why are you throwing it in the trash? So mm-hmm. like I, I wonder if they even gave them anything as a replacement because I did see a lot of uh like greedy heads, yeah. So I don't know if they I don't know if that was given in replacement or something i hope there was something given in replacement as opposed to just ripping up their sign or throwing it in the trash but mm-hmm. i gotta give that my bad because it's just like <laughs> people are trying to cheer for the for the rookie and it's not like they were playing off his the signs i saw in the trash it's not like they were playing off his name saying anything stupid it was literally <laughs> go raptors number one dick it's like cool man there's no reason to throw that in the trash. So yeah. I was that was really annoying. And then us on a side note, like actual in game stuff. Uh, the Raptors gave up uh, 16 offensive rebounds. They were all rebounded 62 to 47. So that's something Darko said they have to clean up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think they're going to end up being a very good rebounding team. It's weird they got out-rebounded to this degree by the Wolves, who have been, like, notoriously awful at rebounding despite being huge. Um, but, like, I-, I think that feels like a one-off thing for the Raptors. I think, yeah, pertle excellent defensive rebounder. Uh, some pretty good gang rebounding we saw from, you know, Barnes, OGC, Ockham, all of whom had six or more boards. Like, I, I think they'll be just fine in that department. They they better be because that's how they're going to fuel a lot of their transition game. Um, But that's another sort of thing that I don't think is going to replicate itself all that often with the, um, and and look, the, the wolves had a whole lot of misses in this game. The odds were they were going to collect a few of them. They missed 66 shots out of their hundred in this game. Not so good. Um, So, yeah, that's good. My bad is just I didn't love the bench rotation in this game. You know, I would have liked to see a little bit more Grady Dick. I would have liked to have seen just what Chris Boucher looks like. Feels like he could have given some pop. Just didn't seem like those bench looks had a ton of juice um, with a lot of Malachi Flynn with a pretty rough performance for him. Just three points, four personal fouls in a minus 14 in 10 minutes. Um, You had, uh, you know, Precious Achua was awesome. I think Gary Trent Jr., despite not being... Uh, good statistically, I think, did his purpose of, you know, offering spacing and room for people to operate. Um Jalen McDaniels, not a ton in terms of scoring punch. A couple of nice passes to set up things and, you know, good defense as well. I'm excited to see more Jalen McDaniels if he can start knocking those threes down. But um and cur- curious to see how Darko plays this. I don't think he's going to be super rigid and, like, set up a clear 10-man rotation from day one. Feels like the type of dude who's going to try to test some different things out, see what combinations work. I think that's probably the way to go. Uh, and so i i'm not like sounding any alarms about the bench or anything like that i think it's actually going to be a pretty good strength of the team this year but you know let's see the next game if we see some more grady dick if we see uh Otto porter jr get in there um just to kind of see as many different combinations basically for me jamar the goal should be find the best iteration of scotty in the bench and or pascal in the bench and run with that once you find it spend the first 10 games tinkering with different looks to see what that look might be but um, i think those two guys getting their little moments to run with the bench is going to be really important to a getting them their kind of moments to run stuff and kind of have the flow of the game in their hands uh and b to just kind of maximize what they can do because those guys plus the shooting the bench has in pretty decent supply i think you're going to end up being some pretty good looks for this team so what you got for your
1: hmm well, you actually touched on it and uh, some fans were also confused uh it was the no minutes for Boucher right uh, i believe in my mind this is just like um a one game kind of minnesota's big matchups mm-hmm. strategy strategic type of thing uh darko called uh a uh, troop troop that i can't even talk true <laughs> professional yes i can mm-hmm. say those two words after the game so it, I feel it was just a one-off, but um we'll see playing against a smaller team in Chicago, their next game, where yeah, they have like what Patrick Williams at the four. So yeah. that's a game I could see Chris Boucher getting back into rotation for some minutes there. But because he didn't play in the season opener at all, that I guess that's my hmm.
0: My hmm, Jamar, to round it out, is uh Precious Achua closing and splitting the minutes at center with Jakob Purdle, twenty-four apiece. Pretty intriguing, Uh, you know, and uh, kind of uh, adding on to this, my other hmm tied to Precious Achua is he set screens that made contact in this game. Okay, if he's gonna do that, <laughs> that's a game changer because that opens him up as like a, a pick and roll lob threat. We saw him throw down the one where he was like 13 feet in the air to grab the ball and corral it and throw it down. I thought um, that one was too high, but he got it. <laughs> yeah, man, dude's got the dude's got the legs. Um, he can get up, and, and if he's gonna actually like set real NBA screens and use that to help, you know, grease that that half court offense, grease grease the pick and rolls where he's involved mean, um, we saw him run the little dribble handoff stuff too, made some contact there as well on his screens. That's pretty intriguing. And you, you mentioned it earlier, the different optionality that precious gives with yak a I don't think this means yak is going to play 24 minutes a night or anything like that. It just seemed like the, the matchup they were rolling with precious was looking good. And he's a, he's a ridiculous athlete who could really help corral Anthony Edwards. If, and when they, like you said, they got those switches, they were looking for or OG was stranded away from him. I think, uh, Pretty intrigued there. We'll see how the center duo goes. But, you know, I've been pretty nonplussed by the idea of Precious as a center throughout his career, mostly because he doesn't screen very well. And that's a pretty important job for that type of player. Uh, but pretty encouraging signs in that regard in this one. So I'll uh, keep an eye on it for sure. Uh, that's going to do it, Jamar. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. This was great to so get back in the game recap groove. Uh, a little rusty with the format and remembering what the parts of the segments are called, but we'll get there. <laughs> I promote for the good people out there.
1: Yeah, just follow my Twitter, Jamar BH. I have a recap coming for this game probably before this episode drops, so you can check that out on my uh, my page on Raptors Republic, and you could you know follow all the writers there. You know, a lot of good work is being put out there. We also had a watch party yesterday for the season opener, which we plan on doing annually. There are some Wait. prizes given out. I'd have a lot of props for this pod, so whoever is listening audio wise, I'm sorry, but this was my <laughs> prize here. This little old school Raptors uh build a bear workshop like hell it's a yeah du- the double zero vince carter era jersey kind of reminds me of eric montras uh, <laughs> I, I did the whole greatest raptors by number a couple months ago so yeah I, that was my instant reminder but yeah we need more purple on the raptors so here we go that was my prize but yeah that was a fun event and we plan on doing that again next uh next season opener so yeah
0: An Eric Montross shout out on the first part of the season. We're back, baby. We're in fine (laughs) mid-season form already. That will do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back again on Monday. No episode Friday. I'm going to be in transit, nowhere near my recording studio, unfortunately. So I won't be able to get an episode tomorrow. But we had five shows this week. Go check them all out. We had the two-parter on Monday with the over-under special. Really think you should go check that out. It was a ton of fun. Feeling pretty good about a couple of my picks over there already. Um, You've also got uh, the Bold Predictions episode from two. Tuesday with Joey Cash, which was super duper fun. One of my favorite episodes I've done in a long time. Uh, And then we talked about Halloween yesterday with Katie, which was a blast as well. Thanks for rocking with us this week. We'll be back again on Monday. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the games over the weekend against the Bulls and Sixers. We'll talk about them on Monday. Thanks so much for hanging. Bye-bye.